0: Welcome to Level Up Academy, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We are expanding our podcast to business leaders and community experts who are sharing their adversity that each one of us experience and share their story to inspire and inform our world This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Hello, Level Up listeners. This is Dr. Leland, your host. I wanted to introduce you today to a special friend and guest. Eduardo, introduce yourself to my listeners.
1: Hello, listeners. I'm uh, My name is Eduardo Luminario. Sounds like a, a, a Spanish one, but I'm a Filipino. And I'm an architect way back in the Philippines. And I'm also a teacher, of faculty of a university, which is the Bico University. And I teach architecture. But at the same time, I'm also an artist. I do visual arts. And uh, sometimes I teach kids, too. So, yeah. And I do also... Uh, uh, design works like buildings and this and that, uh, almost includes everything as long as architecture and art is involved. So yeah.
0: I don't know if I had an architect yet as a guest, so this would be my first to have an architect. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm super first. excited to get to know you. What are your hobbies?
1: Well, as I've said, I, I do painting with different uh, mediums, but uh, I favor watercolors and then oils. And I also do badminton and basketball sometimes, so those are my hobbies.
0: Awesome. I wish i could have some type of sports. I think I'm being lazy during COVID. My husband's like, you need to walk. I'm like, I'm trying. I just go oh, in circles, yeah. you know, like up and we down the always stairs. you lazy when, when,
1: when we all have that lockdown thing and this and that. Yeah. So lazy to go out.
0: It's time to go out though and explore, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's been a while now. Yeah, it's been. Now And I've stuck
1: some fats in my <laughs> body, too.
0: Me, too. I gained 20 pounds. I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to lose weight. What am I going to do? Just walk and watch what I eat, you know? Not chicken adobo yeah. all the time or lumpia <laughs> and pancit all day, you know?
1: Oh, those uh,
0: and Yeah, and then, like, hot dogs, you know? So, yeah, kare-kare, it's so good. Oh, my gosh, I'm oh, craving yeah. Filipino food now. <laughs> Tell me how you became a teacher.
1: Well, as usual protocol in the Philippines, before you can teach, you have to pass the board exam. And after that, I decided not to go to the corporate world first. I decided to say what they call this, pay back to to the school where I came from and try to teach. Uh, Because I love uh, doing or giving instructions to students, to those who need uh, guidance like specifically in my own, own, the college, shall I say, when the music, it's genre. Uh, in my own world, it's architecture. So I love to share my knowledge that I gave from the field and the university. So yeah, that's when I decided to be a faculty. After I passed the board exam, I took the master's and then that's it. And luckily I was employed by, by the university where I came from.
0: Hmm. And what actually at one point you said, okay, I'm going to be done with education. I'm going to jump into the bandwagon of, you know, corporate world. Because I know a lot of my listeners are also our teachers who are trying to go to corporate world. What made you decide and shift? And was it hard?
1: Well, I'm not done yet in the teaching. Uh, I'm still hankering or looking for being a teacher. Well, actually, I was invited because it was online nowadays, I was invited to teach again, um, in, in the university, in the same university. And I did, I'm not really, I did not really transfer or a shift to, to, to a corporate world. I did balance it in a way because we can practice a small time practice. Well, I'm not employed, but I'm the boss at the same time. So sometimes say weekdays, I'm in the university and And I do my own thing as an architect, so I can do that at the same time. So I really did not shift onto having a boss or something. So
0: you own your own business. So that's really where it needs to be as an entrepreneur, right? Because sometimes it is nice to be your own boss rather than somebody else taking care of what needs to be done. But that could also be a difficult thing for some people.
1: Yeah, it's difficult for me too, because you would do your own. I mean, how can you get a client, this and that? Unlike if you have a boss, they, they have to do the things that they have to do and then pass it to you, you do the things. Unlike, yeah, if you're the boss, you'll be the one to, the
0: to do everything, right? If yeah. you own your own business, yeah, I know that yeah. you have to market it, you have to make sure they know who you are, you got to mm-hmm. find clients, right? Yeah. You got to make sure. And it's-,
1: it's really hard to find clients nowadays, especially in the city. Yeah, 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 a lot of competition. There are lots of architects nowadays, and like in the past, uh, we only have how many hundreds of architects now? It's thousands and still growing in numbers. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's true. What yeah. subjects have you taught so far?
1: A lot like uh, architectural design, history of architecture, um, science, environment, and society, uh, visual technology and architecture, that those those, those kinds
0: of things. So everything is that. What is it about being an educator that you enjoy and love the most?
1: Well I really love to be with the students because well let's say the method of teaching before maybe nowadays not too effective. So I think in my own perspective we must be responsive to the changing times. And the method that I use is I really like to experiment on how how this will be as effective as it is. Like I really dig deep deeper with every individual that I met, special students and, and on like music, what what is the music that they listen to nowadays, uh with the advent of social media, how do they react with this? Uh is their attention span still that long or shorter than than before? So I'm a curious guy. So that's the thing that I really uh, that ticks me to, to, to be an educator
0: ah. is,
1: is, yeah, I'm really curious about how do they do things nowadays compared to the past. Is it really effective or not? If not, how do we do teaching uh, with regards to that change?
0: How do yeah. you do teaching? How do you engage your students in the classroom, especially if, if your students are in the Philippines? And like you said, make sure that they're not on their, you know, cell phone while you're talking. How do you engage?
1: Mm. Well, when I was in the face-to-face class, uh, I said it's the advent of the social media videos. They like to watch YouTube. Yeah. Then I experimented. I tried to have videos of myself, like, like what do they call this one? I roam around the area, like, uh, having videos of, of buildings and interviewing people with all walks of life, even though they don't, don't know any idea about architecture. Mm-hmm. And then I will show it to them, and then they will react to it. And the thing is, I observe, what I observe is, they're really into it because it's a video. It's like a YouTube. It's like they're watching uh, a scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um in that sense they're more engaged rather than the traditional way of teaching like writing in the board and hey copy this copy that and lecture no i try to mix it up and then even music i use music too like listen to the music from before especially in history and then the music from from this era now how would you compare this and then like say I, i always try to say to them that internalize with, with the music and then how do you feel, especially in history. Take a look at this the Japanese music, the Arab music, and this one in Filipino, so. In that way, um, they are more engaged. I can say that they're more engaged rather, rather than that traditional way of. Ah,
0: uh, okay, so you're it's, actually it's doing, fine. yeah, I could see that it's more interactive because it's the way I think you're bringing your class is relevant to them rather than theory it's relevant to what they're saying like music is part of everyone's life regardless if you like old music new music or in between music or mixed mi- genres right Correct. Yeah. yeah so it's relevant so you're bringing relevancy to the class so that they can stay engaged i like that
1: i yeah. like that and even my illustrations political uh, what they call these illustrations from the past and today comparison and contrast in this way uh, they can share their own thoughts about it. The way we used to do things like...
0: Lecture. Yeah, just lecture, yeah, flashcards, test. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah.
1: even movies, too. Movies is, are very effective.
0: Yeah, in, I can see that,
1: actually. The way we, nowadays, yeah. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. when you try to lecture them with the traditional way, they cannot imagine it. And then suddenly, I, I, I say... A title of a movie and then uh, they really catch up and then from there okay let's let's discuss this movie what's in there yeah and then eventually they will be uh, in in the lesson mm. try try to say they have that now um, That's
0: They're like a reference, like, okay, this happened and this happened, but this is my time and that's your time. And I see the difference and I see the similarities. That's nice because then they can really critically think,
1: yeah, yeah, what's the difference? anime a while ago, specifically anime, uh, well, history of Japanese architecture. Well, have you seen this and that? And and then, yeah, yeah, I can remember now. So in that way, it's easier for them to connect with with the lesson.
0: so you like point of reference that's actually a good way to engage students that's awesome how has recent COVID-19 pandemic affected your teaching methodology or has it?
1: oh it's really hard it's changed a lot like it's different Uh, we were shocked especially in the Philippines we don't have the kind of internet access that we have in here And the students there, they're they're poor, rich students. Some don't even have a laptop, some don't even have a cell phone. Yeah. So how do we do this? I mean, it's really hard. Now, you should be compassionate and you should have that empathy to how to deal with these people, how to deal with... um, these kind of students, it well, it's really hard, but we have to go on. It's 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 a mandate of the university on how. But um, that's the thing that we did was to the all this, yeah, to show uh, not really as strict as before, right? Because it's it's new, it's something that we don't.
0: Never experienced yeah. in a hundred years. Yeah. 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 So how
1: do we deal with that? But that's it. It's, it's really.
0: It's difficult to, to yeah. Deal. I think in America, it's already difficult because a lot of people, I mean, 10 years ago, right? 15 years ago, when you got a degree online, people look bad on you. Like, that degree is not real because it's not face-to-face, it's online, uh, right? And then, like right
1: degrading it yeah some sort because you got it online after you went to a university and
0: yeah face to face but then covid showed them okay i mean harvard and you know carnegie mellon and um mit were already online like what six years ago maybe maybe longer right and degrees can be earned that way and then COVID said, guess what, guys, you either go with a train flow or you're gone. And a lot of the schools that I belong to that are international schools that are face to face heavily on international students, they went bankrupt during COVID and they closed down um, because, you know, the the borders are closed, obviously, because of COVID. uh, So there's no international students coming in. Now for the people who are already here, who are doing face-to-face, they're like, what do you mean I need another equipment? What do you mean I have to attend class live in this whatever Zoom thing, right? Or Adobe Connect or Team Meets, whatever. And so I think it was a transition for students here let alone in the philippines like you said we don't have access to the internet as fast right yeah. some don't ha- can't afford equipment let alone a laptop or an internet access for this at home so i wonder how your some of your students cope with l- like going to school without the proper equipment
1: well the sad thing is some of them dropped mm. yeah some of them uh the way they, they cope with this system is they borrow laptop, mm. they try to go with a friend or family who has the, the, the access to internet and laptop and, and, and cell phones. And uh, how do you know they're not cheating in a way?
0: <laughs> you don't.
1: Yeah, you don't. So you don't. Yeah. Just try to, to have some discussions like this that we're doing right now it's like a podcast too and then that's it you have to to, to deal with that yeah sad thing is some of them dropped some of them take, took the leave of absence and some of them continued so.
0: yeah it just kind of depends on who has the amount of resources and the ability to continue and who has the ability to continue without the resources and like you said be an entrepreneur yeah. and borrow people's things or go to the library, right? Some
1: of them, I encourage them to just go, be present in my class, and and we'll cross the bridge and we get there. Yeah. Yes. How do we? How do we do this?
0: Yeah,
1: it it's is really hard.
0: It is when you're, especially when you uh, lack resources. But
1: a subject for architecture subject. Oh how yeah. Do you check this one. You can't. So you know, yeah. You have a massive. 30 by 40 paper to layer your design and, 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 and plan on there. And then how do we check this if we're going online? We don't have this technology to do to do a lecture. How more? How can we check this sort of thing?
0: Work. Yeah, that's true, huh? Because everything is visual. <laughs> yeah, okay. I could see that. I probably would put it on a PDF and share my screen.
1: Yeah, uh, If your work is on a one paper or something, but if it's this big, oh, yeah, it should be several parts. And how can
0: you? Oh, yeah, I definitely will put it on PDF. (laughs)
1: Like, I'll put it on
0: PDF, or I could take pictures, yeah, put it on pictures and put it together in through a PDF in one picture at a time and just blow it up in the screen because you have to find a way. So that's why I'm saying, like certain things like the pandemic forces you to think outside the box I do. creative thinking skills kicked in because it's necessary we have to do it we don't have a choice how can we do it rather than saying i give up we can't do it there's always a way you know. if there's a will right
1: yeah because we will learn from history that uh, there was pandemic and epidemic before
0: 100 years ago
1: especially yeah especially in, in new york and france that gave way to some architectural yeah uh, inventions and and then the trend and how we do things, how we did things. It's it's not new, but we were it's new for us. But yeah was was
0: But back then to the pandemic didn't have technology, didn't have computers, you yeah. know, they didn't France, have...
1: yeah. Pave way to their plumbing system. Oh yeah. Yeah, but in New York a lot has changed a lot changed because of the epidemic like they remove the carpets and the details and the architecture of this and that because there leaves the germs, the viruses, and this and that. That's why the modern architecture, which is plain simple, minimalist, took flow. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that
0: would actually be it. I would love to have you. We're going to discuss that after this. Um, have you create a webinar on architecture between why, you know, the innovation part, not focus on the negative part of COVID, but like the innovation part, like what you just said, you know, back then everything has curtains and, you know, fancy things, but because it yeah. kind of creates germs, they became a minimalist. I'm, I'm like, that is yeah, actually it's super interesting. Clean.
1: And actually nowadays it's becoming a trend after the pandemic. It's, it's easier to sanitize it's, rather than there are lots of decorations and, and details it's a lot harder to clean rather than nowadays they prefer a simple one straight edge that's
0: it yeah because then there's not too many people have to clean your area right
1: yeah and the planning too yeah before you can enter the house some some designers uh, took advantage of having a cleansing area park or, or a sort of a toilet before you enter the main house.
0: Oh, right. Yeah,
1: because before you can enter an individual house, you have to go and shower or wash your hands. and Yeah. Face. Uh, yeah, it creates so many oh, positive possibilities too, not just negative ones.
0: Yeah, it's houses probably, some architecture houses probably are different nowadays because of the pandemic. That actually would be interesting to see. Yeah,
1: the spaces too. Yeah. You have to provide wider, yeah. or smaller spaces. Yeah. Because. Airy. Have to be, you have to more yeah, airy. airy. Yeah. You yeah, have to be a certain distance with one another. Yeah. Six feet. Say, yeah. Six feet apart. Yeah. So the design of the market should be something like that in the pandemic uh, year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. What do you think professors should do to keep their students engaged in the classroom? Like, what kind of tips would you be able to provide?
1: Well, for me, I think they have to evaluate students individually and feel that they are valued despite of these things. I guess uh, there's no one-size-fits-all solution to, to individual, because every individual, especially in my in our class, we teach design. There's no correct design or one-size-fits-all solution to a problem, so we have to listen to them individually, Uh, I think uh, encourage them to share, talk, not only us as a teacher. Because in that way, they will develop self-esteem and try to be a future businessman, not just architect, because as an architect, we have to be a businessman. Or as an individual, as a student, as a professional, we have to be vocal about something, about whatever they wanted to say especially in our field. So that's one way. And I think we have to put our shoes in theirs. Because with the age gap, mm. we should try to, to to feel what they feel nowadays. Especially the attention span of students nowadays is very short rather than <laughs> yeah. well, if you compare them to what they used to have back in the days. back in days we have to sit and listen to our teacher but it's okay but nowadays you can observe they will talk to each other if they get bored so how do we remove those boredom engage them how maybe tickle their mind a little bit as i've said videos use theirs. use these methods music movies Uh, what else maybe they should share some personal questions with you and vice versa so we can be intimate in a way but of course there's a barrier but at least you can talk now Mm -hmm. not not without any say egoistic feelings I am a teacher you're a student yeah it's the
0: hierarchy like you're yeah. a teacher therefore you know the students are below you. Now it's like yeah. you're not a student teacher more like a facilitator students. Yeah,
1: because nowadays, honestly we don't know everything. It's not really
0: yeah. And and we don't really know everything. We only know what we know. We're also limited yeah. to our experiences and what we know, right? Correct. But some students yeah. might be knowing more about certain yes. topic than you so it's nice to engage them that way.
1: Yeah. Correct. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Correct. Yeah. Because they have well with the advent of internet and yep. they are they read a lot mm-hmm. in, in the social media, uh, in the internet. So some of those contents maybe you don't know and they know already. So they can share. It's it's a both uh, it's a learning process. You can learn from them and they can learn from you. Uh, that's the trend nowadays I think. Yeah. It's not it's not a one-way direction no. Uh, teach your student that kind of thing. It's more uh, uh, of a, a, yeah, a...
0: Conversation, a flow of conversation. learn yeah. from, yeah. like, a lesson learned. So we pick a yes. topic and then we talk about it. So, yeah. yeah. Because I told you, I shared with you where I have people, I have a lot of students that are master chief in my class obviously I don't know anything about military. Okay. So when we discuss about chain of command, well, okay, we have chain of command in business, but it's the, the customs and the rules of engagement, the standard operating procedures are so different in business than in military. So I always try to engage them. I'm like, guys, Tell me an example, you know, when this happens. And it's so fascinating to learn from them. And the whole class who's not in the military are also learning how they do chain of command, how they do standard operating procedures. So it's quite an interesting engagement. That's actually awesome. If you could tell your students one thing that would make teaching easier for you, what would it be? Well, let me give you an example for me. My example would be to uh, communicate with me when you're not able to submit your assignments right that would be one thing that would really make teaching for me easier because half of the time that the students that are not doing in my class is because they don't understand the lessons right oh, yeah. or they're overwhelmed with homework but instead of communicating and asking for help they shut down and they leave right yeah, so yeah, for so me, me I think if um, my, my students are listening, I would be like, guys, communicate to me what you can. Because when you miss one time, I can actually help you and catch you up. When you miss seven, eight lessons, you're going to feel like you're drowning because homework is a lot right but if you miss one or two they're like i don't get it so i'm like okay let me help you you know let's take it into a micro learning so that it's not overwhelming for you but if you stop communicating that's one thing that i like that's my pet peeve like i can't help you if you don't tell me i don't have a crystal ball to know what your life looks like right exactly yeah
1: yeah say maybe share their thoughts and then i will try to tell them that Everybody has the right and privileges that you are all my 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 kids because in the Philippines yeah we usually say that the teacher is the second parent yeah they're at the school you're the parent of them so yeah so you're my kids now as a kid as my children in, in the school what do you want to do tell me your thoughts I mean what do you want and what, what are your needs? I will tell you directly your wants and your needs. Maybe you want this, maybe a kid wants a hot dog or a donut, but hey, you need some veggies and this and that. In a way, I can balance them. I will not be just giving them what they need, but also what they want. But of course, it has to be clear. It has to be uh, uh, crystal clear. The boundaries of it. And and you can text me anytime you want, as long as I as I'm I'm not asleep. I can answer you. That's why that's, that's the thing that I, I, I'm used to do with my students. You can text me. You can, with the advent of cell phone, you can call me if you have a problem. Uh, maybe even personal, but most of the time, it's school-based problem. So in that way, they will not be uh, shy. Yeah. Because most of the students, <laughs> they're not used to do these kind of things. Right. But in that way, they will be comfortable talking with me. And I can give them the best advice that I can have, that I can give, because at uh, this time, at this moment, they're not, uh, they are comfortable talking with me. So, so they will not be ashamed of saying, hey, sir, mom, I need this, I need that. Yeah. What, what advice can you give to me? This is my situation. So for and you, yeah.
0: communication as well is a big thing.
1: Yeah, very important especially nowadays students get easily depressed yeah they're anxious so the best thing is to communicate and talk with them
0: yeah sometimes they have anxiety too like they haven't been out they haven't been talking to anybody and then boom, classes online. You gotta have Zoom. You got, you know. And they have a little bit of social anxiety. It's not gonna be permanent, but sometimes they feel like people are judging them when they talk or ask questions. So they don't. They just kind of like yeah. stay in the, you know, corner. So that's good that you build rapport. I think what I always try with my students is I don't force them. I said, hey. You know who you are. I'm not going to name you. If you don't feel comfortable turning in your video or your, you know, of your audio, um, I'm okay with that. But please be active on the chat right yeah, sure. there's a chat right here i'm yeah, going to read yeah just be active on the chat if you have social anxiety i'm not going to force you however i want you to be engaged in this conversation because the more you're immersed in our conversation the more you actually learn because you think That's about word, right immersion. yeah so i need you to like use the chat room it's okay i'm okay with that if you you know there's always ways to communicate it's just a matter of are you communicating is the question right um, so yeah. I, I, I like to do that. Now, if I could remove, imagine yourself, okay, if I could remove all barriers and constraints for you, what project would you create? That means there's no limits to the money. There's no limits to the people. What project would you create? Like what would, what inspired you to create this project? Like how would you do that?
1: You mean the school?
0: Any project in your life, in your business, any project. Like for wow. me... For me, it would be creating a school for children who can't afford education and having rock star uh, teacher like yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. just okay. for free.
1: For yeah. Yeah. For me, what, one is um, the problem with the Philippines is they don't have this strict building uh, requirements, building permits, uh, the, because they, uh, the connotation is architect it's expensive. You have to pay with that. Um, My dream or one of my goals as a professional is we can create a collaboration between universities and the municipalities or city engineering offices in that way, hey, you cannot pay an architect. It's okay. Um, The students of the graduating class will do that for you for free. At the same time, because we have this apprenticeship program, before Uh you take the board exam, Uh you have to... Be an apprentice of an architect, and then he will he or she will sign your 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 number of hours yeah. uh, that you engage with. So why not uh, uh, do the collaboration? At least, even though you have this low cost budget for your house, at least this is well planned and designed in accordance with the building law, because there are lots of um, um, houses was affected. Uh, because of the road widening, because they don't know the law. Mm. They encroach the, the sidewalk, the oh, other right. properties, and then eventually it's damaged. Nowadays, they don't have houses because of that program, because they don't know the law, the BC uh, law. It's, uh, because in the Philippines, we have this sort of uh, fear of black spaces. You see the houses, they encroach everything. This is mine. This is mine. They don't have any setbacks. If you can observe here in, in the US and other countries, they are strict. We have setback in and front, inside, and inside. And and, yeah. Yeah. But in, the, in us, in our country, we don't have that one. So why not give it for free? The students will do it, the graduating students, at least they have a decent plan that they can follow. So that's what I'm trying to, one, one of my, 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 my dream. Because in, in that case, you will be proud of your, your house. I, I have an architect, although it's for free and it's in it's accordance with the building law and it has a design. It's comfortable because it's well-planned and I don't spend even a single penny for it. So it's good. And another thing is build a school like in Finland. <laughs> if I have the money- Talk to me, okay,
0: listen, this is your dream. And the world is listening to your dream. That means somebody could actually say, I'm going to help Eduardo build something, right? So it's this is unlimited. This is your dream. There's no limits to people yeah. or money. What would you do?
1: Number two is, I will build a school, same of that in Finland. Talk
0: because to me in about Finland, that.
1: Everything is for free. Okay. Yeah, a parents and school, uh, they don't uh, uh, everything comes from their taxes and the school is they have a very different uh, school setting school setup um, at seven years of age they only have 20 hours per week I guess if I'm not mistaken and as you grow older of course they will be there will be a, lot, will be a lot for for more time but compare in, uh, in comparison with other countries more is less and they have their own canteen managed by students uh, greater great students they have they have a billiard table they have ping pongs everything is for free books uh, this and that and they have state-of- the art technologies in their in their school uh, everything from taxes so Finland I think is the world's number one in terms of the education system. And I want that to be... In the Philippines. Yeah.
0: I think that's definitely feasible, especially if our government change. And I know it's probably not going to change in our lifetime that way. But it is ideal. It would be nice where... Because I think we have a lot of smart people in the Philippines. We just don't have the resources to support them yeah that that's and really the don't problem they publish
1: grades they don't try to compare school to other school
0: oh yeah
1: it's and and every individual the teacher is responsible responsible for 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 their um what do call this one syllabus or something
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah. there's no standard there's no standard oh it fits individually okay so they said that when you're in finland it's not hard to find a school. Whatever whatever school is there nearby, you can go there and have quality education. But of course, the teaching profession there is really lucrative. What I'm trying to say is not really easy to be a teacher too.
0: so Yeah. Yeah, they have, to, they have to have a lot of mad skills, not just, like, teaching. You know, they need to understand yeah. what immersive, student engagement. There's so much more. When people say, oh, you're just a teacher, there's a lot more than just teaching. You know, there's wow. a methodology that we use, student engagement. Like you said, you need to be able to keep up with things. We have professional development. We have certain hours that we have to do every single year. We have certifications we have to show, yeah. um, you know, to make sure you're up to date and you're not back in, like you know 1970s way of teaching my grandma would be like panahon ng kopong kopong you know like it's so yeah yeah, so old yeah
1: and those times teacher can battle you with the eraser oh
0: i got that my teachers (laughs) i went to elementary immaculate conception college and i would talk a lot and she would throw like an eraser in your back. Yeah, <laughs> or remember, like you can't wear uh, dangling earrings. Your nails cannot have dirt. color. It yeah, has to be like really yeah. short. We wear uniforms. And they hit your hand with a ruler if they see dirt. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So I try to avoid that because I get, bam, I'm like, oh, it hurts. And then if you back talk, you have to go to the chapel. And you have to do 100 Our Fathers or Hail Marys yeah, in a exactly. rosary. Yeah, I grew up like that. It, it's so funny because, and then if your your shoes has to be black, certain black, like Mary Jane's, mm. and then you have to have white socks where we were at, um, yeah, black sure. shoes, white socks, and then the skirt has to be modest beyond the the knee, knee length, knee. right? Or at least like yeah. on the calves. Yeah, I was a bad child, I think, because I always, when they check, I would bend down so it looks like it's above, you know, below the knee. But then after, when I go like this, it's like in, in, in the middle of my legs
1: <laughs> and, but,
0: uh, yeah they, they Spanish, hated Spanish. me but I, I was probably like a black sheep oh my gosh I remember yeah they throw right, things now, at you
1: teachers cannot do that no anymore.
0: oh how about the ears you know and you get really bad oh, yeah, and they pinch Pino. your ears and then they just <laughs> die <duck> it out <laughs> oh my gosh I remember those days I tried to avoid that because it hurts my ears are not that big for you to twist you know yeah and now it's like p- physical abuse. Like you can't be doing stuff like that yeah. nowadays. You know, back then it was like, it was normal. Everyone does it.
1: Things
0: have changed. A lot. And then gardening. How about gardening? We had home ec. I don't yeah, know if you had home ec.
1: Uh, right? Yeah, we had. We had before.
0: Yeah, we we eat our so own we lunch. Home we home cook home. it. Yeah. And we cooked. Yeah. We, uh,
1: we garden. We, we have gardening and... We plant, like, a tomato or something, and then that would be a thing yeah. for our cooking next
0: day. How about we clean our own classrooms? We didn't have janitors, right? Same. Yeah. But nowadays, I don't know. Yeah, they, they do have janitors and stuff. But we clean our own classrooms. Um, i I always been a serial murderer of plants. I can't do plants, okay? I'm not, I don't have a green thumb. So the boys would like me. They would, like, you know... Smile I would put them in order like Monday you are responsible for my garden Tuesday You're responsible ah. for my garden. <laughs> yeah, because I I don't want to have a bad grade, but I can't I can't do plans So I have the boys do my plans for me yeah, And remember so it. now actually I they did. remember me like that. They're like, do you still kill plants?" I'm like, yeah I still they're like who does your gardening my gardener because <laughs> I will <laughs> murder my garden
1: it the ones the topic is, what do you call that, uh, marketing? Oh, right, you yeah. Get you a, a twig and then put it on a stem and try to grow it. Yeah, yeah. I was called by my teacher because it's new. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, uh, well, yeah, maybe weeks or three weeks or something. So you have the evidence that it's It's growing, you know, it's yeah. It's linked with, with the stem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was taught. Oh. It's hard
0: it is i can you know i what i can do is um mongo mongo bean i can grow those those oh, are yeah. yeah those are easy you put like cotton water and then you know that's it um what else oh um onions you know onions, you just leave onion, it onion, yeah onion. garlic uh, same thing garlic. like you don't have to do anything it'll just grow for you. yeah no i haven't done ginger but those those other ones are easy for me so i was like okay i can grow those mm-hmm. My last question, what makes you feel inspired?
1: makes me feel inspired. Well, if my, if I, if my students, or I can see my students, that is really growing, not only uh, in the sense of learning, but emotionally uh, that they can now, I think that they can handle the world outside university. That's the thing that makes me go on. And what else? Um, If I can feel that my apprentice beats me in a way, yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm not a jealous kind of person, but say my student, my former student is bigger than me now. I'm proud. That keeps me going. I'm not somebody that is jealous with his or her growth. So the growth of the students makes me go on. That's my inspiration.
0: Hmm. Very last question. Is there anything you would like to share to inform and inspire our listeners?
1: Especially for teachers. Try to talk with your students and you can learn a lot from them. Not only you. Um, try to engage them. Feel that they are relevant. Make them feel that they are uh, have these rights and privileges to be with you. Uh, If ever, you can go out and have some sip of coffee or whatever as a group. It has a different feeling, and in a way, that will make them comfortable talking with you, and they will be open with you, and then at the same time, you will be trying to uh, be solving problems not only with with the school matters, but even personal, and nowadays very important.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just having that communication and face to face value.
1: Again, you are a parent of the student at the same time, so it's not only school matters, it's not only grades. What will you do with grades? Your student will be depressed and anxious or something.
0: Yeah, grades. Yeah, grades actually makes them more anxious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: because yeah, exactly. Because in the past, I'm contented with 2, 2.5, 3, because we're an architecture and engineering, they give yeah. low grades. But nowadays, 2 for them is low. Yeah. But when you see it in in, in, in the grading system, 2 is very satisfactory. It's the 89. It's high. But yeah. for them, it's low. So, yeah, we have to explain to them that sometimes mm-hmm. grades doesn't matter. Well, it matters, but and what what is more important is you've learned and you can use it outside, out, outside of school after.
0: Yeah, it's the academic journey to me is more important than the grades because the grades will come. If you do good, yeah. the grades will reflect. But if you're having fun in your academic journey and you actually have transferable skills that you can use from the class to the real world, you're golden.
1: Yeah, and enjoy the journey yeah don't be so anxious about the desk. graduating it will come eventually. yeah yeah and those journey this journey you will you can use it
0: after yeah and yeah. and you actually will change. enjoy with your classmates too and your teacher yeah and you have
1: a story to tell after yeah That's and when true. i was a kid this and that when i was a student i was a plant destroyer
0: <laughs> i know like me i'm like oh i'm a serial yeah, murderer on plants see. i can't do plants uh um, I'm not ashamed to say it. I just, I don't yeah. have a green thumb. My mother does. I don't,
1: I don't know what to tell you, you know. Enjoy as much as you could. Don't be too rigid to yourselves.
0: Yeah, life's yeah. too short.
1: Yeah, and it's applicable to teaching and teacher-student relationship. Yeah. That's and true. as of now, even my former student, six years, seven years ago, was still in on communication with each other.
0: Me too. I actually am part of, yeah. you know, a couple of my students' life almost eight years now, really, and um, they mm-hmm. still remember me. We still talk. They still ask yeah. for a letter of recommendations for their new yeah. job. Um, they tell me about their kids. Their kids are uh, growing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice. That's really what matters nice. most for me. That's good.
1: After, so after university time, who's that?
0: Yeah, nobody knows you. <laughs> oh my gosh, right. you're just another blurb. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Eduardo. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you have questions, email me at lua, L-U-A, at levelup by D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D dot com. Luabydocleon.com by is open for consultations and courses will be offered soon. I will see you in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.